Hello everyone, welcome to the Shine a Light On series. Today we'll be shining a light on authenticity in the digital world with Lynn Tran. Welcome Lynn. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me. Of course, thanks for being here. Just to start off, can you give us a brief introduction as to who you are? Yes, I'm currently a junior studying a strategic communication at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. But a lot of people are probably going to associate me with creating content on LinkedIn. Typically, when I go on LinkedIn, I write about personal or professional development, and I record my journey in the most sometimes a little bit too honest about how I'm feeling. And I think a lot of people resonate with that. So I was able to build a small community out of that. Because I create content, people start to notice. And out of there, I got an opportunity to work as the editor at Product Buds. Uh, so I have like a different uh, internship opportunities coming out of being online, especially with on LinkedIn. And right now I'm starting to start to go on Twitter and to see if I can master that. But yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Cool. Thank you for sharing. And I love that you said you're a little bit too honest online. I love that actually. <laughs> I always appreciate people that are overly honest, just very human. Yeah. So just a little add to that. I feel like that's the kind of content that works best anyway, because mm -hmm. people can relate to the things that you're saying. Definitely. Yes. I'm excited to dive into that with you today. This episode is about being authentic, authenticity, what the heck that means. So from your perspective, what does it mean to be authentic? When I think about authentic, the first thing that pop up is just being genuine and you know, being true to yourself. But that's kind of like cliche to say, like everybody knows that. Something to think about is like, does your value align with what you say and what you do? Are you affected by other people's opinions or do you really care about the validation that people place on you? Can you freely talk about how you feel? I feel like uh, all of that and just being genuinely like intentional. That's what it means to me to mm -hmm. not have to worry about who you have to present yourself to be. Like, you know, you, you don't want to be too concerned with what other people think about you. And mm -hmm. are you willing to change yourself in order to be the way people expect you to be or want you to be? When it comes to authenticity, do you think that solely has to do with interactions with others? Or is there some sort of like being authentic to yourself? Is that a thing? That's an interesting question because I think if we didn't have to quote quote interact with other people and fear the judgment, unless we're trying to find who we are. The thing about like being authentic is like you know being true to yourself is like some people don't know who they are that's a journey that you have to take on yourself and a lot of self-reflection and about whether you feel comfortable in your own skin i would compare it to it as like a mirror like if you never had a mirror at all would you fix yourself are you seeing yourself in somebody else's eyes or would you just live the way that you would that's a very interesting perspective in your opinion <laughs> is social media real or is it fake I mean, that's a tough one because I feel like mm -hmm. social media reflects our society in a sense. It's what we expect or like what we want to show people. Social media is like a different dimension or like a different world where you actually have control over how people see you as opposed yes. to, you know, like it's a very controlled environment. But you can sit and think about whether you want to act or not. But like, you know, in real life, things just happen and time just keeps moving and people see everything that you allow them to see in real life. But in on a digital world, it's very selective. It's kind of hard to say whether something is real or fake. I think it's more based on like the individual interpretation of it and what they put out for the world to see. I think about the law of attraction a lot when it comes to social media presence. What are you promoting? And 
Are you filtering what you say? Are you being honest? The crowd that you attract is going to resonate what you say or is going to have a certain belief. This is kind of hard to say whether it's real or fake, but it certainly is controlled. I guess it will be less real and more fake since it's more controlled. It's interesting that you mentioned that the users control like what they can share. Sometimes I feel like social media controls people's lives, <laughs> even like what they mm. post or, or even how they feel sometimes. So do you have any thoughts on that? It sounds like more of an algorithm thing. It also depends on you as well, because the algorithm depends on your activity and what you resonate yeah. most and what you are going through at that time and your interests. Like if your interest is in beauty and makeup, what are they going to show you? you know, anything that related to the beauty market. And then how you interpret whatever you see, whatever they show you. And, and it's just up to you and how you interpret it. While we're talking about social media, what are some of your favorite platforms that you use? And do you view different ones differently in terms of how authentic people generally seem on them? I love this question because there's three primary social media that I really kind of actually use. To name the three of them is LinkedIn, Twitter, and Quora. So I'm going to dive in a little bit about LinkedIn because this is a professional platform is formal and so people don't think it's authentic people don't think you know people are superficial people think people are just putting the best stuff of them over here that oh yeah i'm working at google or i'm working at microsoft so a lot of people i would say would rate linkedin as probably the least authentic platform but from my experience i think it has definitely been the complete opposite at least in terms of the people that i interact with and i think again it comes to like the law of attraction and about who you attract with on linkedin i am just another regular student i don't go to ivy league I don't go to like these fancy schools. Whenever they come to me, they aren't coming for like a referral or for a resume review. They notice me or they come to me specifically for the content that I create. A lot of the time, it resonates deeply with them because the stuff that I post out is just like my current feeling and my take on personal and professional development. So people would come and they want to have a heart-to-heart conversation or they can relate. And I think that helps a lot because they're not coming to me with a purpose of getting something out of me. They're coming to me for a discussion to get to know me and, and I get to know them. That's why, like, I have to be honest, I have a blast with all of my coffee chats. My coffee chats typically last at least 30 minutes to typically an hour. It's always been an hour mark because, like, the conversations have been so fulfilling uh, because we're not looking to take advantage of each other or to request for referral. Uh, it's just literally getting to know a person on what they do, why they do it. And it's just been a fascinating journey. But again, not everybody's going to see that. But that's LinkedIn. People would probably say no, but I would argue that you just need to find the right crowd who sees you for you. So the next one, I would say the opposite of formal is going to you know, be casual. And the most casual platform that I can think of is either Reddit or Twitter. But since I know Twitter, I'm going to talk more about it because on Twitter is more casual and more joking vibe. And so people feel like they can just be themselves without filter. So the thing about LinkedIn is that there are filters that you have to be professional and make sure what you're saying is not going to 
quote quote offend anybody. So on Twitter, you can be yourself. And though I have to admit, I think there were a lot of backlash if you're like a quote quote contrarian. For Twitter, it's just mostly a casual area. So a lot of people associate Twitter with being authentic and being real. And I can definitely see that. And for Quora, it's a platform where it's a Q&A kind of thing. People ask questions and somebody answers. But a lot of the questions are, they can be pretty deep. Quora users would come in and answer questions in a form of a story. And those stories typically are very deep. There's so much depth in the storytelling or it's very well researched or there's an emotional connection. I think like wherever you place an emotional connection to the platform or to whatever you post, it's just going to determine the authenticity. And I wouldn't say that platform in general is going to be a certain way. I would just say it depends on the user and what they put out. And that would showcase the authenticity more. I agree with you with what you're saying about LinkedIn. I'm personally not a big fan of transactional conversations, especially when it's mm-hmm. very clearly transactional. So I'm glad that people come to you on LinkedIn just to get to know you as a human. My next question for you would be, how do you build a brand where people feel like they can come to you just to chat and get to know you versus trying to get something out of you? Mm-hmm. For me, I'm in a fortunate situation where things just happen to align. It's different because I don't have this brand that's being attached to me. So people aren't looking at me by my title or what I am, but rather who I am. So I think the important thing here is to build your brand through what you say. So for me, a lot of my content is honest. So I'm just going to elaborate a little bit. Uh, One of the post that went semi-viral. I discuss about ADHD and how I'm feeling with it and how there's so much noise in my head and I'm worried about, you know, like how how are people going to look at me whenever I go to a job interview? And people are looking for, you know, uh, when you apply, there's always this request you to have attention to detail. There's always this and that. And, you know, obviously with ADHD, I'm like, I'm a mess I'm unorganized in my mind, like I'm all over the place. But obviously I do have the pros, which is like I'm able to connect ideas. I'm able to think on my feet. Those are just stuff like I'm being super honest about my struggles. And and I think people just like deeply feel with that. So I feel like just being completely honest and be intentional. Like Whenever you're writing something or you're creating content, are you filtering out what you're saying? Are you changing yourself? And because people can tell, it's very interesting to me because like whenever I would post content, a lot of people have been saying that I'm authentic. And Mm -hmm. I question why people say that. Like, how do you determine that if I'm authentic? So before this podcast, I asked a friend, I asked them, what make them think I'm authentic? And what do they use to judge that? And Mm -hmm. so here's their answer. They said, part of it is that you're aware what authenticity is and you personally value it. That alone will make you authentic because you're intentional about it. But you also hate small talk, free to talk about how you feel, are genuinely interested in people, want to get to know people for them and not their titles. And you're genuinely curious about yourself and your own identity and expressing it in the most true way. So that was their answer. And I thought it was very fascinating. And Mm -hmm. I feel like whatever you put out there, people can sense it. If you are being true yourself, they can tell just by reading, just by chatting with you. 
And I think you can tell too when you're being honest. What would people think about me? Blah blah. blah. I think then you're veering off toward a persona as opposed mm-hmm. to being yourself. So I think it's just something that you can just tell when you're trying to actively change yourself as opposed to just simply be what you currently are. I agree. I can, I can tell when I'm like a little off. The name is code switching. Like when you're talking to certain people, mm-hmm. you suddenly have like a different tone or you're just like extra careful with what you say. I can definitely relate in in a sense because I feel like somebody doesn't know you and you're being you're feeling careful, like you don't know how they will see you. I think like mm-hmm. typically is it's that gray area that that tends to be the case. Yes, definitely. And I know you just talked a bit about how you can watch out for if you're not being authentic, but what are some signs to you that the person you're talking to isn't being authentic with you? Can you tell? You know what's actually super funny? It was the time I was a senior in high school. That was the first time I encountered the concept of quote, quote, being fake. Mm. And I thought it was really funny because like to me, I didn't think anybody was being fake to me because I never had a reason to be fake to somebody. And if I'm being honest, like if I'm not a good fit talking to you, I probably won't talk to you actively trying to talk to you. It's funny because like I'll talk to people, I'll think of them in like the, the most you know pure way, intentional way. And my friends probably would say something along the line of like, you know, that person, they aren't very fond of you. And it's like, mm. oh, so I had no idea like that was the case. It's very difficult for me because I try to surround myself with people who are honest and who actually likes to be around me. So mm-hmm. it's actually pretty difficult for me to actually identify what is inauthentic and what isn't. To me, as long as if they're nice to me, I think we're, we're fine. You know, like if, if we don't, you know, harm each other in any way, we don't talk bad about each other. We just go on with our daily life. I think it'll be fine. I would like to hear your take on it. <laughs> I was just wondering what my take on this subject is because, yeah, I, I would hope that if people are just nice, then then that's enough. Mm-hmm. I think some I've experienced where people are nice and similar to you, like, oh, this person doesn't like me. Our interactions have never told me that or like hinted at right. that. I do think that when I'm interacting with other people, I can tell if they're not being authentic if they're not making eye contact. Maybe they ask a question and they look away or like look down or are on their phone. Unfortunately, like digitally, if you're Zoom calling someone, you see their face still, you know, like it's important to me to like read people during conversations. And so I can tell like if someone's not really paying attention to a conversation and when things like that happen, I automatically feel like they're not being authentic with me in this conversation. Mm. More of a body language, I suppose. Interesting. Yeah, I think for me, I typically I, I would watch out for a overly enthusiastic person. <laughs> Just <because laughs> yes. like, wow, you're so excited to talk to me. <laughs> like, why? So yeah, I would maybe I don't know. It's very hard because like you know, yeah. especially with the COVID around here now. It's just like you don't even meet people anymore around these days. Yes. Beyond body language, that's kind of another one for me. Like if you're clearly you're trying to get something out of me, then it feels transactional. Yeah. I think whenever you feel something is transactional, then it's probably has a sense of they're they're, they're trying to get something out of you. Yes, definitely. I think that's like a very obvious sign. That's why when people talk about reaching out to others for coffee chats, I always try to recommend like, don't ask this person for an internship or like a job or 
a referral, especially if you're just meeting them. Exactly. It's a bit yeah. much. I would say ask for a coffee chat, but do not expect anything. I think yes. that's the number one key. Like when you walk into a conversation and you don't expect anything out of it, except to know the person and it, it is so beautiful and, and pure. And it was crazy. It was like recently I had a friend introduce me to their friend uh, who work at a certain company that I wanted to know a bit more about. Cause I'm like, I don't understand like the role as well. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to know about that. When I talked to them at the end of it, they naturally just, offered yeah let me know like send me over your resume i know you mm-hmm. let them do the offering don't expect yes. anything and i actually wasn't even expecting them to do that because like i i was already afraid that they would think that i'm t- trying to take something out of them mm-hmm. so that's why i didn't I, I was just hoping like they don't think of it that way after the conversation i just talked about them okay so what are you doing so besides the fact that all the things that i that we just discussed about the company just talk about you so how are you and i would just continue talking to them Mm-hmm. and getting to know them and it's just this nice excitement that we get to have a good conversation and that's what you should get out of it a good conversation and knowledge but not like a referral or anything yes i think that's great advice going into a conversation just thinking ah this is an opportunity to meet another human being on this earth and yeah. thinking no more of it like great things i think the best things come out of those conversations so thank you for bringing that up i think that you get even more if you don't expect anything typically <laughs> Yes, agreed. I want to bring it back to the digital world and posting things and relating that to authenticity a little bit. I'm curious because I know you are a content creator and you've gotten traction from it. How does one post content to present themselves in a way that is important to them? Like they want to share information, but they can also stay true to themselves. That's kind of interesting. So I wonder why, like, you know, why can't they be together? You know, like, like, like if it's important to you, does it mean that you can't be authentic? What I find uh, people tend to work best whenever you're just writing something about important and you still want to be yourself. You write like you're speaking to your friends and you just be mindful about whether you are filtering things. It's like it's one thing to be conscious about your setting about where you are? Are you trying to look more intelligent? You know, it's just depending on your intention, right? The tip of write like you speak, it's like you're literally bringing your mind onto the table and, mm-hmm. and you're presenting yourself in that way. So that's how I've been doing it. And I feel like it's definitely great things came out of it because I had people talking to me and they knew exactly how I was going to be. I put myself all on the table with my content when you read about it. It's fascinating. It's like people would think that when they jump on a call with me, that they have this interpretation that I'm going to be deeply introverted to the point where I probably won't speak much. But <laughs> this podcast, it seems like I am speaking much. Overall, I just love chatting with people and just learning to kind of share my thoughts. If you, when you write like you speak, people are just going to be naturally drawn to the way that you think. And naturally, you just start finding yourself the way that you want to. For you in particular, I am kind of curious, like, what your process is, because it seems you just naturally think thoughts and then you write it down. Like you said, like put your mind on the table. Do you have some structure to your process between thinking something and then posting it? There's two ways to go about it that I typically do. I do consider myself a writer because I'm actively trying to find a flow of writing. So I'm trying to figure out what's the best flow. Whatever I write is still what I say. It's just being phrased differently. 50% of the time, I will write exactly what I just thought of at that moment. <laughs> the other 50% is like, I would think about this topic when I'm away from, you know, my computer or away from being able to post. 
I'll put it in a note, like a swipe file of all my thoughts uh, and intention of what I'm planning to write. And I simply sit there and I write. And sometimes it takes five minutes. Sometimes it takes three minutes. Sometimes it takes an hour. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to explain a concept or what's the best way to present this idea. What analogy should I use to describe my current state? And sometimes it's like, should I post this? Because mm-hmm. maybe sometimes it's too open, too honest that I'm like, and nobody's asking me to post this either. So it's like you're kind of putting yourself out there because like when you, you create content, you naturally are letting yourself be judged by other people. Right. I am kind of curious for those listening in who maybe don't consider themselves as writers. Do you have any tips for those people? They're still interested in posting, but they don't know where to start. I promise you, write like you speak is just going to be so amazing. It definitely is. Like Whenever you write like you speak, you tell stories to your friend. That is already a form of content, right? that you've already formatted the way you're going to tell the story. You're simply placing those words into a post. And then you read it out loud to yourself. Does it match what I would say? And, you know, you can obviously phrase things better, you know, maybe in a grammatical way if you prefer. I've never seen anybody have trouble writing their thoughts down. When you post on Instagram or whatever, you write your thoughts down. On LinkedIn, it's the same process, except the topics are different and that, you know, the the target audience. So you cater to the audience. Either you create content for yourself or you're creating content for other people. Mm -hmm. Going back to this idea of authenticity for you. When have you strayed away from it, if at all? And what made that happen? Because I know who you are today, at least. How did you bounce Mm -hmm. back? When I think back on the idea of like when did I stray away from authenticity is probably when I take in other people's opinions of me. So for example, like I think back in the day, I tried to fit into a group in order to feel, you know, belong and to feel accepted and I don't think I've ever changed myself I rather I diminish that part of me I think it's one thing to not show a part of yourself and it's one thing to alter it and to actively change that part of yourself as a kid I definitely hit it and I definitely try to change and be a certain way and I think even in like recent years of like being in high school and I think that's actually why I'm always looking for authenticity nowadays because Mm -hmm. I hated being uncomfortable in my own skin like I hated like not being able to express myself the way that I would like to I hated being surrounded by people who I feel would, would judge me for what I do, for what I say. And it's just uncomfortable environment in general. What happened is like, you know, the other side would make me feel self-conscious of myself. Like they would say certain things that would make me get the validation. So pretty much anytime that I'm looking for validation from the other side and they don't accept me the way that I am, diminish myself or change myself, I think that's when I strayed from authenticity. And right now I'm actually actively trying to you know, find people who see me exactly as I am. If others can love me, then I can definitely find a group that will accept me in my entirety. How did I bounce back? I practically just left that environment. I didn't want to change myself anymore. I'm tired. I just left. It's been beautiful because like if once you leave a certain, maybe a toxic state and you move out and then you find a certain space that really accepts you, mm-hmm. it, in a sense, it's like an, an empowerment 
because it's like I get to be free for who I am, for what I say, and people are still you know, accepting. And I think that's how I bounce back and, and, and it made me feel more confident. If my friend can love me, then, you know, more people are going to be, if one friend can do that, then other people can love me for exactly who I am. Yeah. I love that. I do have a question for you. Do you find that you are actively trying to find people who align with, you know, your values or do people find you or both? It's interesting because when I first started uh, using LinkedIn, people didn't know me. So that's when Mm -hmm. I have to actively try to find a community. But now it's kind of been switched around. I think because of the law of attraction, because of what I keep trying to find and when I actually do find it, it's like a, a magnetic force. I'm able to attract a certain group of people who resonate deeply with what I'm saying or my vision or what I'm putting out there. And you put yourself out there, you're going to be able to have attention. You can either look for it or you can attract it. Do you have any last words of wisdom for people interested in finding their authentic voice online? I think of it a lot like, you know, like you're trying clothes. When you wear a certain item, you know you hate it. When you wear a certain item, you know you like it. When you wear a certain item, you know you love it so much. You keep what you love and then you keep changing parts that you don't. Because then you, oh, like, you figure out, like, you know what? This is no longer a good fit for me. I've outgrown this outfit. I've, I've grown this part of myself. I can find something that is a better match. And you literally just have to keep experimenting with what works. So the first, obviously, I'm going to say another cliche thing here that's been oversaid, but it's absolutely true, is that you have to start doing it. Uh, If you don't start, there's nothing for you to compare. There's nothing for you to see and discover uh, your voice. When I say the clothes, I essentially I just meant like the writing style. Uh, So you start by, you know, finding inspiration. You start by, you know, reading writings that you find like you enjoy or you naturally gravitate to. It's a sign that whatever that they're saying seems to align with what you like. And so you would just take certain things like kind of like a swipe file in a way where you kind of adopt that style. And if you don't like parts of it and you start teaching yourself and you just keep collecting the pieces over time and turn it into what you would call maybe a closet of, you know, the things that just match you and shows who you are. I am a self-proclaimed fashionista, so I really enjoyed that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> I have actually a terrible fashion sense. I don't even know why uh-huh. I brought that up. I'm a better writer than I am a fashionista. But. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much again for joining us, Lynn. As always, great chatting with you. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. This was such a, a awesome... Yeah, the questions you're asking are so nice to think about because it really adds a lot of clarity to my own thinking. Oh, good. I'm glad. I mean, these are these are just questions I genuinely have. So I'm thrilled to chat with you about it. To anyone tuning in, thanks for joining us. As always at Opal, we shine brighter together and we'll see you next time.